Hello there, fellow planeswalkers, and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name's Ninja Boy, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering, and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone is doing well out there. Uh, you know, we are about a week or so, a little bit more than a week, into, uh, you know, uh, Dominaria United since it came out on Arena. Um, you know, I've definitely been getting my drafts in after not really playing Limited uh, on Magic Arena. wasn't really into Alchemy, Baldur's Gate. Uh, mostly stuck with Explorer then. Uh, but I'm really enjoying the new set for now, even though it's really hard to draft well, um, at least for me. Um, you know, had the pre-release, did pretty well there, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And of course, um, there were a bunch of new cards. Now, I actually got a box from uh, my game, my normal game store, and luckily enough, I think I got like ninety percent of the things that I actually need for my decks. Um, so yeah, that's pretty pretty awesome. I still did buy, pick up a few singles here and there, um, but you know, I, I, that, they're all fairly affordable at this point. So I think I'll do that in the next couple of weeks. Um, before we get to that, though, again, we're going to talk about my pre-release results. So you know, I went to Monacy Comics, my usual place for pre-releases now that things are back to normal more or less um my uh my pre-release promo was a uh a, a joyra which you know doesn't really do much in the set honestly um and then the nicest card in my pool I pulled actually was a Lily on the Veil, which, you know, I definitely remember spending a lot more on that when I acquired my first copy um, at, the, at the Magic Fest in New Jersey. Traded a lot of stuff for that, um, for, for store credit. But in any case, uh, you know, I, try, I thought about trying to make like a white-black deck with my pool, maybe a little bit of a Defender's theme. Unfortunately, couldn't really make that work, so I ended up going with a blue-red splashing white uh, Spells Tempo deck, you know, mostly commons and uncommons. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy in terms of the rare side of things. Um, but it's a little nice little machine right so you know my first game um funny enough on all three matches i played my opponents had tatty over um the first game i played um first match was two and one against a soul type player who had uh the urborg lorgorf um and tatty over of course um so you know got the two one there um second player i went oh and two they had this uh, a really good deck with uh both the blue and the green defilers plus tatty over of course um tried switching between the two decks uh, to try to see if i could eke out it win uh did not work out um, and then the third deck, third match I played against was a teamer deck playing Tatiova. Fortunately, my opponent stumbled on a little bit of mana here and then had the, had the mulligan, I think, both times. Um, so I ended up getting the 2-1 there. Um, overall, uh, you know, my, you know, overall when 2-1 was pretty good, um, you know, I will, I'm, I'm going to be playing uh, in the RCQ at uh, Hexenco West um, in a couple of weeks, uh, so I'm just grinding out my, uh, getting familiar with the cards on, limit, on, on Arena, um, just to get a better sense of how things are going there. Um, as far as cards that I'm wanting to uh, pick up and collect, so, you know, first off, we have the cards I'm collecting. Um, you know, I, I've started, you know, in my binders collecting, you know, different types of cards. I, I, I have a copy of almost every uh, saga. I think the uh, Fable of Mirror Breaker is a little bit pricey at this point just because it's a standard and uh, multi-format staple, frankly. Um, but I am picking up as many sagas as I can. I do have all of the uncommon sagas at this point. Um, and the green Mythic Rare Saga, I'm still missing the blue, the, the blue, black, and white one and red one at rare so you know pick those up those will be fairly affordable um, and then I also like picking up the showcase cards in the set um, this this uh, set the showcase cards are all of the stained glass legendary creatures now um, you know, usually I try to you know get get all of them if I can if it makes sense to do so um, here right if I try to if I were to try to go uh, for the um, 
for the complete set. Unfortunately, I think I would be uh, stuck with uh, having to get a $40 sealed red uh, Mythic Rare, which is not the best, right? I mean, the other cards are pretty affordable. Joda at Mythic is $6. Wreath is $1.39. Shana is uh, $0.68. Cents. Uh, Solkanar, $0.57. Cents. Soul of Windrace, $3.35. And Xur, the, the Eternal Schemer, under a dollar. So I could feasibly get all of them, maybe, except sealed red. But for now, I'm definitely getting all of the uh, uncommons and rare uh, le legendary stained glass creatures. And I think I'll just make a nice display in a binder. So I'm going to pick those up. Now, as far as cards, you know, that I'm actually going to go into decks, not just in the binders. Um, so, you know, I've talked about decks I've already built previously on this uh, on this, on this, uh, on this podcast. Um, in the past couple of months or so, I've actually been on a bit of a deck-building uh, bins, uh, so to speak. I guess the pent-up energy of not really building any decks over the pandemic and then getting the chance to update my decks um, that I have uh, kind of lit a fire on the meter. You know, some, some of these decks are decks that I had that I kind of revamped, given some news that had come out in the past couple of years. And and some are, you know, completely new decks. Um, so, you know, we'll just go through first off as opposed to the decks I do, well, I have had since the, before the pandemic. Uh, decks I completely retuned, like changed the color identity basically, or uh, decks that I finally finished, um, or decks I just kind of built from scratch. So, you know, the first new deck I've actually built is a vehicle deck. And this is a, a redone deck that was originally a Depala uh, Dwarven Vehicles deck based off of Kalides. Um, obviously, vehicles are pretty much uh, deciduous at this point. Um, but with uh, with um, the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty giving us blue-white um, uh, vehicles in, in, in the pre-con deck as well as a, a draft theme. And then, you know, there's a, there are a couple of black uh, um, uh, cards that, uh, that synergize well with, um, with vehicles, notably Sidri uh, and um and Grease Fang and uh, and um, and and what's it? Uh, King Makar. Um, you know those. You know make made me want to essentially do a white, blue, red, green, uh, black uh, uh, tri uh, commander deck. Now I do already have one in thought there. So this is basically another version of an artifact tribal deck. Um, this one's led by the partner commanders Akiri and Silas Ren, who are two you know um, artifact mattering uh, commanders. Um, and you know there are, there are two um, vehicles in this set. Um, neither of them I think are gonna make it in the, into the deck. Um, we have our, the Golden Argosi, um, which I did open in my box, um, but unfortunately it really cares about entering the battlefield triggers, which I'm not really set up to abuse uh, with my creatures, so I don't think that's really what I'm going for. Um, and then the Weatherlight Completed uh, is, you know, a legendary vehicle, which, you know, normally would get into the deck automatically, but it has no crew cost and really requires creatures to be dying to activate. Um, and yeah, there are ways to an just animate it without needing the creatures to die, but I think like the effect that like, what you're going for isn't really what you're, is that you're not going to get, get full value without the Phyresis counters on it. So probably not going to include the weather like completed. Now, I could technically also with this next card activated, um, there's Astor Blade of uh, Bearer of Blades, which is a red-white wear legend legendary creature basically digs for equipment or vehicles and then gives all vehicles crew one, which, you know, helps with some of the higher crew cost uh, cards I have in the deck. Um, I also had not yet included an Akiba Reckoner Raid um, in the deck. Uh, so, you know, I'm thinking uh, from Neon Dynasty. So I'm going to include both of those. I think I'll take out the Built to Last, Built to Smash combo from uh, from um, from uh, from Kaladesh. A little bit too low impact for, for Commander, though they, they, it is a nice pair to include. So we'll see if these two cards kind of carry their weight in this deck. Okay. 
Um, next card, next deck that I built that I act that um, is again another revamp of a deck. I previously um, had a Mardu Knights Tribal deck uh, with Monarchy sub theme, or maybe it was a Monarchy deck with a Knights sub theme, uh, led by Marchesa. You know, the idea being, you know, here's the queen and here are the knights supporting her. Um, you know, I ended up just going with a, I ended up just building it out into a five color Monarchy and um, and uh, voting deck uh, led by King Kent by by uh, Kenrith, um, the returned. Um, you know, five color, the one true king, so to speak. Um, and then, you know, there's all of the monarchy cards from Commander Legends, um, as well as all the voting cards from the previous conspiracy sets as well. So, um, expanded this one out to a five color deck. There are no monarchy or voting cards in this set, so no thing to really include in this deck here. Um, next up is a Kaikar Spirits deck. Um, there's no real spirits in the deck. Again, I, I built this one because I didn't really have a Jeskai deck. I really had no interest in building a Jeskai deck. So I kind of was just thinking like, hey, what can I do to do here? Um, and then looking at the uh, you know the spirits and as, uh, from both Innistrad as well as um, as well as from uh, Neon, Neon Dynasty, I figured, hey, why don't I give this give the, give this one a shot? You know, it's a mix of you know the Innistrad and Kamigawa, uh, some mostly older ones actually, um, Jeskai Spirits. Um, so we'll see how this one fares out. I haven't gotten a chance to give it a run yet. Um, probably could have a better commander. Right now it's Kaikar, but we'll see. Um... But yeah, uh, you know, this I ended up actually building another, um, uh, or planning on building another uh, Jeskai deck um, after this one. Um, let's see. Then I built a Sahili Tezzeret Manawak tribal. This one's led by Misra, but that's just mostly for flavor. Now I probably sort of waited until after all of the uh, Brothers War the set coming out next, and all of the other uh, Phyrexian stuff coming out. Because I'm sure there'll be some broken artifacts in this set, um, in those couple of sets. Um, and now there aren't any actual really good Manawaks in this uh, set. Um, there is that Le Relic of Legend, which is a three mana uh, Manawak that lets you tap a legendary creature to add a mana. Unfortunately, I don't have actually that many creatures in the deck. The idea of the deck is to, you know, run like 30 mana rocks and then play a couple ways to mass animate my mana rocks to beat down with a bunch of mana rocks, which is kind of a funny thing to think about. Um, you know, I... Uh, two two of the cards I think fit in here. Uh, one is you know Karn Living Legacy, which is the new Karn. Um, the ultimate here I think is really what I'm going for. Um, basically, where I can tap down artifacts to deal one damage. Um, just imagine a board full of mana rocks dealing one with an emblem. That is uh, kind of insane. Um, I would probably if I do that though want to include all of the Karns, which I don't know if there's any space in the deck to do so. Um, the other one is of course the Jorva, who just at, puts mana rocks onto the field um, on a regular basis. So um, you know it seems an auto include, especially since I have the other Jorva in the deck as well uh, to cheat to help cheat out and draw through my deck with uh, the art my historic uh, artifacts um, another new deck this one's one I kind of been building on and off for a while never got around to quite finishing it which is why I didn't include it but it's essentially a Scooby-Doo deck right so this was from Innistrad when uh, Investigate was in banned colors and then you know I was sort a couple of cards even after the Modern Horizons uh, set came out and then I found hey you know there are, uh, there seems to be like a sub-theme uh, you know I, I ended up finding that you know you could include dogs in here um, like Tulsimir for example I think uh, Mowu for example right like just kind of like these boy and their dog type situations pure and toothy um, so yeah, that just kind of worked out that to the point where now essentially it's led by Kaidel for blue green, partnered with Yosimaru, who's the bestest boy. Um, I haven't yet really gotten a chance to build this one. There's also a Tamiyo sub theme in here as well. Um, but yeah, that's a deck that I have yet to run. And of course, with this set, there are no clues, and not, to my knowledge, no real good boys to be including in the deck. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna make any updates here. 
Um, next deck that I recently just built is an Esper Party Dungeon deck led by Cephas, you know, the the, the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms commander that's pretty straightforward. You want to do dungeon-y stuff, right? All the initiative stuff from Baldur's Gate and all the dungeon stuff from the original uh, Forgotten Realms set. Um, and then add on all the party mechanics uh, from both uh, uh, Battle of, uh, Ry- uh, Zendikar Rising as well as also the Advent- uh, Baldur's Gate Precon deck. Um, so, yeah, that, those two things kind of came together nicely for a nice, you know, thematic deck. Um, have yet to really, again, run this and see how it actually runs. Now, I did mention I had a Knights Tribal deck previously um, with uh, with um, with Marchesa on that, you know, that I, I turned into essentially a monarchy deck. Well, I saw a lot of Knights here, so I essentially ended up turning it into a Knights and Equipment deck, which I think I might be adding the legendary sub-theme in here, right? Um, so, you know, uh, there's there a couple of Knights being on Dominaria that, that I wanted to include. Um, from the the, the pre-commander the com, the pre, uh, commander pre-con from, from the Hada, the, the Mardu one, there's Sunid Sleeper Scorch, which are the legendary creatures I have menace and a legendary land or legendary spell I get to draw a card and lose a life um, for 2-4 and Mardu could be an alternate commander as well um, and then we have Donatha Benalia's Hope you know just another another version of, of, of Donatha who plays well with equipment he's pretty nice stats first strike vigilance lifelink 4-4 four, for four, 5 um, pretty easy include there and then there's the Tori the Avenant uh, Fury Rider which is one uh, red red white for 3-3 three, three, vigilance trample knight um, basically gives trample and uh, vigilance and the plus one plus one to my uh, red and white creatures. So the cards taking out for the hero I think will probably be Emrit Skyblazer, Bloodsworn Steward, and uh, Mirren Crusader, I think. Um, those are just good knights, but don't really synergize with, you know, beyond just being a knight. Um, there's also a couple of uh, equipment, right, since it's an equipment deck. I think I'm going to try to customize this suite to be a little bit more legendary focused. Um, I did have, like, a cat tribal deck um, that had an uh, equipment sub-theme. I've pared down the equipment sub-theme in that cat deck. I'll talk about it a little bit more to move some of the equipment over here. Um, but the only real equipment I really want to include, I think, is the Reaver Cleaver, also from the Commander Precon, which is two in the red from the equipment. Uh, creature gets plus one, plus one trample, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, I create that many treasure tokens. So this is a legendary artifact that goes into the deck. Probably taking out four barrels blade for it, I think. Um, oh, and then also when I was initially building this deck, I I've been building so many decks. I've been running out of my full art basics as well as uh, my uh, dual lands. So you know, I didn't quite have the full cycle of pain lands because uh, the ally pain lands were a little bit expensive since they had been reprinted in a while. But they're getting reprinted here, so I'm actually replacing the foreboding ruins uh, with a sulfur springs, uh, which I did open in the set. Um, so that's going in the deck as well. Um, and then the last new deck that I kind of have built is Okima and Causer's Infect. This is from the Ikoria Precon Sultai. Um, the idea here is play a bunch of Infect creatures, but more importantly, essentially get Okima to hit the opponent for essentially Voltroning it out uh, with you know granting it granting it effect uh, Infect, um, and then more importantly also protecting it because you know if it gets destroyed, it kind of sets my game plan back. So a lot of one mana uh, hex boost granting spells. Um, so you know I I I'm taking out uh, simply Bogbonder, which I kind of threw in there like, lacking any anything else um, for which is you know one uh, four mana way to give hex proof for the new sore which is essentially uh, plus one plus one untap and give it hex proof which you know even the plus one plus one it really does a lot to help uh, Ukima get through and deal a little bit more damage so um, the other card I want to include uh, is a plaza of heroes I did open one but I'm actually putting it in another deck I'll talk about in a second um, Ukima really wants to get out as early as I can and since I'm really probably going to be casting my legendary creature um, plaza of heroes is just basically a, a three mana a land at this point um, for what for my main game plan, and once once Ukima is out, um, it can tap for uh, it can tap for blue, which is mostly where my protection spells are um, for for Ukima. So that's a nice little combo there. 
All right, so those are all the decks that I have recently just built. Now, what about my older uh, older established decks? What updates have uh, I'm, are, are they getting from this set? So um, it, the decks that are not getting updates, just to go through them quickly, Sea Monster, Tribal, and Simic. Um, no real important Sea Monsters to be including. Dinosaur Tribal, no dinosaurs. Snow Tribal, there's no snow There's no snow permanents or spells on this set. Uh, enchantment Creatures, yes, there is the new Xur, um, but he is an Esper, and my uh, Enchantment Creatures deck is in, uh, is in uh, Bant, so... Um, um, won't unfortunately be able to fit into there. Um, we have a uh, Tarkir Dragon Cycle, which you know this one's not a tar not set on Tarkir at all, so uh, no drag nothing there. And then uh, Surak um, Teamer and a Tarka Tribal flavor um, again not on Tarkir, so not really anything relevant. And then I do have an Ally Tribal deck. Um, with Tazri, uh, which is basically built out at this point. Um, I'm missing a couple of cards I need to come into the mail, um, but again, no allies here really to play with that. So those are all basically set. Now. One of the things is uh, a cool thing about this set is the Legends Retold, which are the box toppers. They're essentially remakes of cards from Legends um, for a modern design sensibility. And one of them uh, goes into the Admiral Beckett Brass Grixis Pirates deck. Um, so this one is Ramirez de Pietro Pillager. Uh, and ETBs, uh, he costs two in Demir for four, three ETBs, with I losing two life and gaining two treasure. And then whenever a, a pirate deals damage to a player, I can essentially steal top of the card and cast it, um, which, you know, is uh, kind of what my deck already wants be doing with my uh my my pirate sneaking in so to speak um so yeah that's that's definitely fit going into the deck um i did mention i had a uh, cat tribal deck which I, i've scaled back the equipment something but there still is a cat tribal deck here unfortunately right uh, the only real cat in these colors that are worth playing i think uh is zaro hanan scion of efrava but it plays with domain and requires multiple land types which uh this co two color deck is not built to make the most of um so the only real card i think when including is the new uh Zani, uh plane Walker, who is in force, sleeper agent completed. Um, you know, I mean, I'm running all the Johnny, so this one kind of has an obligatory spot in the deck, basically. Um, as far as what I'm taking out, I think proud of the of the Steel Legion. Um, you know, that partner commander, you know, cat soldier who makes my creature tokens plus one plus four on my turn and can pump out soldiers. It's cute. I do want. I do make a lot of cats uh, in the deck, but I think also the fact that it makes it only applies on my turn and really it's more about toughness than anything else. Um, you know, it's it's useful, but I think it's not quite as flavorful making soldier tokens not cat soldier tokens so um, I think that'll have to maybe take it out I'll see how it plays if there's something else I want to put it back in for uh, moving on, I have my Thopter deck I mentioned before. Um, there is a new, uh, there is a new uh, saga here, the red uncommon one, Yotia declares war. Um, you know, one in the red for chapter one, make a Thopter. Chapter two, tap my untapped artifacts, aka Thopters, and deal damage equal to that number to a creature or planeswalker. And then number three, uh, uh, make an artifact into a 4-4. Four -four. Um, you know, this basically could go into this deck, right? I think I probably will take out Whirler Virtuoso, you know, which basically just makes a 1-1 stop there on, plus a body, um, you know, since I don't have any other ways of making energy with it. Um, so this one, this at least is cheaper and gives me the upside of using my Thopter to deal damage to remove a problematic creature. Um, this could also go with my Mandalock Tribal deck for the same idea of, hey, let's make a bunch of artifacts uh, and then ping, them, ping something down with it. But I think this is more thematic in this deck being a Thopter focused. So um, that's where this one's going. 
Um, my god tribal deck, you know, running all the gods that I can in, in fancy formats that I can. There are no gods in this deck, but there are a couple of, of possible inclusions here, right? So, you know, we have Zoda the Unifier, right? The five-color Zoda who, you know, can essentially legendary cascade into another legendary creature. Um, I think the, the issue here, right, is yes, I could just cascade into legendary stuff and that would be great. Um, one, I'm probably going to include Zoda in another deck I'm, I'm running. Um, but I don't like to repeat cards between decks if I can, aside from mana basis. Um, and then two... Um, you know, the second, the, the ability I really want to take care of, uh, to make use of is the plus one, plus one for legendary creatures I control. Um, and, you know, this one has, yes, it has legendary creatures, but also most of them are from Theros, who are usually not creatures until I have a certain devotion. While Zoda does add to that devotion pretty nicely, it still is... Um, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't sit right with me to include it in this deck. I want to have it as much gods as possible here. So I'm um, not going to include Zoda. Same reason also for Relic of uh, Legends. If most of my creatures may not actually be creatures when I need them, the second ability of Relic of Legends to tap down a creature to make them land is not really useful. Now, uh, I do have Plaza of Heroes, which I did open, uh, which I'm probably going to be including, taking out Fable Passage for. Um, again, this is essentially, I can tap a legendary permanent, not just a legendary creature, um, or make a, make a make a mana of any legendary permanent I have, not just of legendary creatures. Um, so Positive Heroes, I think, is a little bit more synergistic uh, with this deck as a five-color land. So um, that's what I'm having here. Uh, moving on, we have Morfolk, and there are three Morfolk here I want to include. Um, first off is Emperor Mihail, who's not a legend, uh, legend uh, retold, but you know just an extra commander bonus card that can still open collector boosters. Um, you know, I mean, pretty pretty straightforward uh, Morfolk good stuff. One green, one blue, blue for a three three Morfolk noble. I can cast Morfolk from the top of my library, which I can look at, and then whenever I cast a Morfolk, I can add an extra one to make another uh, one one Morfolk creature token. Um, we also have Vodalian Hexcatcher, one in the blue for a one one lore that's a flash um, morpho get plus one plus one i can sack a morpho to counter target non-creature spell unless it's a controller place one so um yeah just a pretty straightforward Lord. And then the only other uh, Morphog I'm going to be including is Tatiova, which I already have the first copy of. Land creatures get flying on a 3-3 three, three for 3. Um, and, you know, I can I can make things into lands if I have enough lands. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's mostly just for legendary flavor more so than actually th synergizing with what the deck's doing, but it's not anti-synergizing. Um, I think what I'm removing for these three cards is probably Squirrel Thief. It needs to get in. I don't really have that many ways of granting it. Well, there is ways to get invasion, but it's not the surge thing for Squirrel Thief. Um, Umara Wizard, I'm probably going to want to build an Oops, all spells deck at some point, and that'll probably go in there. Um, it's not the most powerful thing, right? To get a 4 3 flyer out of, you know, occasionally. Um, and then Deep Root Champion, which does get plus one, plus one counters, but only if I cast non creature spells, so I don't have a lot of in the deck. So um, that's not going to get excluded. In the last two decks, uh, my two signature decks, I would say uh, Hydras. Um, there are two inclusions here um, that are actually Hydras. Uh, one is Seven Devastator, the Mythic Dragon Hydra. X in the red for a 0, zero flying haste, uh, which gets X plus one plus one counters on it. Really nice. I have been trying to steer away from Hydras who are just X in a colored and and simply just have uh, you know don't really grow. They just have that particular size, um, which I think there are more powerful Hydra things to do. But the fact that this one has uh, haste on it and trample or flying rather a form of invasion really gets around the problem my deck has of not really being able to deal damage uh, through chump blockers. Um, similarly, we have Briar Hydra, which is uh, uh, five and a green for so six mana for a six six. This one does have trample and it does play with domain, right? Uh, when it deals damage to a player, put X plus 
impossible encounters. On target creature I control will access the number of basic land types among lands I control. It'll just be plus two, plus two, but hey, adding two, two to a Hydra every turn basically um, is not bad, I think. So, you know, I think this will uh, this will be something I include here. Now, there are a couple of other cards, uh, actually not Hydras I might be including. Uh, one is actually from the legendary uh, pre-con deck, uh, Tiller Engine. Oh, sorry, the Painbow uh, pre-con deck. So Tiller Engine is two mana for one three artifact creature construct. Whenever land enters the battlefield under my control, I can either untap that land or tap target non-land permanent an opponent controls. So this essentially replaces uh, Amulet of Vigor, or is it redundancy to it, right? Amulet of Vigor is basically whenever land enters the battlefield under my control, um, you would enter tap it, untap it, right? Um, so this that's the first part of this ability here when land triggers. And the reason I'm including Amulet Vigor is because there is... Um, a Perilous Forest combo here, where Perilous Forest let me sack a creature, usually one of Onnat's elementals, deal three damage or something, search for a land, and put it on the battlefield tapped. Um, because it is tapped, uh, however, then Amulet of Vigor or Hero Tiller Engine would untap, and then I could basically use that land to then, again, pay for another activation of uh, this Perilous Forest, which because the land on the battlefield, Omnath has a, a elemental end of the battlefield, and I can just kind of repeat and, and, and machine gun through my deck, getting all my lands uh, to make big Hydras, um, as well as also suiting down a bunch of stuff with uh, with my commander. Um, now, the other part, though, is that this actually, the second part, tapping non-land permanents on, on opponent controls, being able to do that and just tap down my opponent's stuff um, to get my powerful, you know, Hydras through who don't have evasion is really big game here. So I think this one will be replacing, if not supple, if not at least being in addition to um, Amulet of Vigor. I think I might put Amulet of Vigor in another deck I'm building. Um, but yeah, um, also also including is there's the new uh, cycle of common dual lands with basic land types, which are used in, limit, in limited for uh, domain purposes. But here, even though the end of the battlefield taps, this still is another dual land that lets me, it gets, is searchable through like Farseek or other cards as a search for a forest card. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm putting that in, you know, just basically upgrading my mana base here. Um, the last uh, deck uh, is my Eureka Ninjas deck. I've powered this down since uh, I last talked about it, I think, where I take out all the big CMC stuff and just focusing on just cheap evasive features as well as uh, cheap, uh, as well as ninjas. Um, and basically, right, this would be the only card here I think that really matters, I think, is Battlefly Swarm, uh, which is basically a 1 1 insect with flying, right? So the cheap evasive thing, it does also can grant itself Death Touch. So, hey, if they want to block it and then they end up losing their thing, that is perfectly fine with me. Um, you know, versus, uh, in, and if not, I can just, you know, ninjutsu it back to my hand. So don't know what I'm going to take it out yet. I'm probably one of the slightly more expensive uh, evasion things. I haven't figured out that quite yet. Um, but yeah, and then that's all my decks I've previously had. Now, a couple decks that are sitting on my desk that I'm in the process of building. Um, so let's see, there's a green-white combo deck, which I'm building around the Voted Druid and Vizier Remedies and all the cards that kind of oops combos with all of them kind of out of accident. Um, I need to figure out what combo lines can be played out from cards from this deck, uh, from this set. So haven't I haven't really touched building it too much beyond seeing what I already had in my uh, stockpile of cards. Um, so not really actively building that one, but you know, keeping an eye out if anything pops up. Um, let's see. I also have a deck that I'm planning just staples dot deck. Basically, uh, you know, all the lands are the staples for five color decks. All the top sixty four cards under I want to say ten dollars um, that are considered staples by. E EDH effect, just the top most played cards, um, with an Agile most likely in, in the as the commander, and just kind of see what happens. So it's way too early to see what cards become stable. I'll probably update this deck whenever I build it once a year uh, to see like, hey, what are the new staples that have kind of come into the deck, uh, so to speak. 
Um, and then uh, we also have, uh, I mentioned I was building another um, another Jeskai deck. It's Monk Tribal. Basically, uh, you know, our, um, I think it's Al Elena or Alana, the, uh, you know, the, the Jin Monk um, that basically lets me cast spells from the top of my library. It has prowess. Um, and, you know, this one, you know, you want cheap, uh, cheap, uh, uh, ways to trigger it off um, with some monks as well. It also usually will have prowess and narset as well. Um, timely interference and flowstone infusions are the ones that look potentially interesting here. I don't know if like essentially a sock and essentially like a cantrip is what I need for the deck. I think maybe I think I need something a little bit more impactful than just those cards. Um, but hey, you know they're they're worth looking to see if I can include whenever I finalize the finalize the list for this deck. And then I'm also building a shrine tribal deck. Um, shrine and gates actually. I took the uh, ally deck that I had previously and then take out the, the Gates mana base and putting it into this deck with Shrines. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first card that I'm probably going to be including uh, is um, Thrawn Portal, obviously. It's a land that actually has a Gates subtype. Um, not the best land, right? I mean, it, it enters tapped unless I control two or fewer lands. It can only be one mana type, which I have to choose when I put it on play. And when I act, cast it, it basically is additional one life to activate, which is not great. That being said, it is just another Gate for the Gate Count, right, so even if I don't actually cast it, um, it's just incidental gates. So I think it's a strict upgrade. Um, I mentioned Joda the Unifier. I think I'm going to include that into the deck since, um, as a way to basically just cheat out more shrines into the into the play, I think is um, is fair game here. Um, and then if I can get Plaza of Heroes, I think that might be a nice one to include as well if I can uh, find a place to include it in the mana base. Um, I may be moving on, uh, moving also in the Amulet of Vigor from the Hydra deck into this deck to help with the mana base situation since gates do enter the battlefield tapped. Um, and then the land base, you know, I was going to use my full art uh, Unstable Lands here, but I actually ended, ended up deciding to go with the new Johannes Voss basic lands. Um, since Johannes Voss has painted uh, the, uh, I believe, uh, the two most recent sets of gates, um, so, you know, he basically is uh, a Gates artist here, so I can include his land in here, his stuff in here. Um, maybe I might even at some point end up deciding to include his, uh, his, um, his secret layer of his artist series in here as well. I haven't decided yet. Um, though I think they all would play well in an enchantment sub-theme, so, um, perhaps, I don't know, I'll have to figure that out. Anyway, there are a bunch of decks that I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there's some stuff that caught my eye um, kind of at a very high level. Um, we have an Arcades Defender deck I'm kind of thinking of. Obviously, there's a Defender sub-theme and in Limited. Um, kind of highlighted by Wingmantle Chaplain, the one who you know, makes birds when defenders enter the battlefield, obviously included in that deck. Um, there is a Legendary Dragons deck, which I'm kind of building, thinking around. It. You know, I have essentially my, my one existing for the Tarkir Dragons. Um, I kind of want to make one for all the other cycles from other planes. Um, probably led by the Ur Dragon or something like that. So there's that one. Um, and then there's just also miscellaneous dragons. And I, I finding that I actually have a decent amount of um, a decent amount of of, of black red of uh, black red vampires or dragons. Um, so I think I could probably want to include maybe make my own, make a separate black red dragon tribal deck, maybe led by Rivaz of the Claw, perhaps, which I think I opened actually. Um, and then of course there's also the legendary the legend uh, reborn um Yitri, a uh, dragon master who's the, the, the mere dragon uh, planeswalker. Um, so, you know, that would go into a, a five color dragon deck. So, um, let's see, Elf Tribal, which I haven't built out yet, but I'm pretty close to doing so actually. The new Elf Lord, two mana, right? Elves get plus one, plus one. You can draw a card when the elf enters the battlefield. Um, goblins, also, there's a goblin 
Lord as well, as well as a Squee Dubious Monarch. Um, Illusions uh, Tribal deck, which is we may, one of my my first mono blue deck. I think the closest one is probably inclusion is probably the Fire of Dreams, the new Phyrexian Sphinx. Uh, mostly because that one with Min, who would be the commander's ability, you want to draw multiple cards a turn. And you know, this one that basically passively permanent, my uh, which is all the cards in my deck, um, to basically draw a card. So that would basically trigger her ability. So maybe include that, even though it's not an illusion, we'll see. Um, I do also have a Dragon Lottery, which is this mono red dragons. Um, you know, obligatory Rage Fire Hellkite, which I think is the uh, um, I think the bonus card I think um, in here. So um, from the Jumpstart set, um, so that's just one that gets thrown in there. I think in the in the lottery system, um, Nightmare Horror maybe include some raid stuff in here if I end up building that out. Um, that's pretty expensive though, so we'll see. There's also uh, Defiler Flesh as well as Monstrous Warlords, both being horrors as well. Um, Pross Saplings, uh, I'm planning on building out eventually. There's both the Weather Seed Treaty, um, right, which you know makes Sapling Ram me lands uh one thing with domain which doesn't really matter too much but hey it could be useful as well as the modern primeval warden who does make saplings whenever an opponent's creatures die um so that'll be pretty pretty nuts to include again i also opened that one so nice um and then of course um i did have oath keeper decks um which essentially now that oath keeper doesn't really get played anywhere i might be converting it back into edh decks and so i have a sandra oath keeper deck which i'm probably going to change into a sandra and jaya planeswalker deck so of course you got to include jaya fiery negotiation uh, in there. As far as you know, decks. So those are decks that I, I actively have deck lists that I already have set up and and, and looking at. Um, but they're also car cards that I've kind of been inspired to maybe put together deck lists for. Um, obviously, the first one is uh, Hazazon, um, the legend legends retold. Um, you know, Desert Walk and so on. And but this feels really a, a gateway for a Worm Tribal deck um, since it's basically going to be Dune, right? So Sand Warriors and all that. So um, really inspired to do that. Plus, we have the new Baru um, from the uh, uh, collector pre collector boosters um, for warm tribals he would go in there as well um, inspired by uh, the vanilla tribal uh, commander um, uh, uh, you know which which you know previously the the go-to vanilla tribal one was jasmine boreal now jasmine boreal of the seven basically is vanilla tribal which ironically enough there's actually uh, no uh, vanilla creatures in the set um, or in standard at this point basically so that's kind of funny um, you know the jared Jared Carthalian, Planeswalker deck. Um, you know, I got the pre-card. I had it sitting on my desk right now. Um, yeah, he wants you to play multicolor, like five-color stuff if you can. I might just do a five-color Planeswalker tribal. Maybe we'll see. Um, or maybe I might put him into the uh, into the um, monarchy deck since Jared, the other Jared Carthalian is in there, so I might as well put it in there. We'll see. Um, let's see. I, I'm trying to think on what to do with Dwarf Tribal now that it's no longer vehicles. Um, maybe Cadvic Soul Kindler. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, you know if if like a legend legend uh, angle to it might work or not, um, that kind of maybe would overlap if I do equipment with the the uh, the the knight tribal deck. Um, so we'll see. Um, Archer tribal maybe. I'm not really sure how what I do with that. Um, Insect tribal for Zira. Ra Assassin tribal for Ramses. Um, I've been trying to figure out what to do with soldier tribal. Not sure what colors to do for it yet. Um, same for wizard tribal. Same for cleric tribal. And I also been thinking of a uh, lightning ball tribal. Thinking of with Legomo's hand of hatred, which you know I'm not sure what color. I think black red would be nice. But then you can maybe do black red green and maybe black red green white. Uh, so who knows? I, I need to figure out what color there. Um, 
and yeah, and then there was just some other cards I think that needs more that I want to build. I don't really have a commander that stands out to me, right? Um, Kicker Tribal is the obvious one, right? We have uh, blue green from some Vendikar Rising and then red green from the old Dominaria, um, but there's no red, blue, green uh, Kicker Command Kicker Commander just yet. So I'm, I'm waiting on that uh, before figuring out what to do. Um, there's the new uh, you know white uh, uh, mono white Griffin Tribal. There are currently four 34 new border Griffins, so not quite enough. I need to figure out what else I would do with that. Um, Cobalt Tribal is still lacking, even though in my uh, collector booster um, preview from the from the precons, I got a, a rogue snack air of Roga. Um, so not sure what to do with that. Uh, Mauer Tribal would be funny. Uh, Phyrexian Tribal eventually when we get the completion of the Phyrexian storyline. Um, Every Jin Tribal I think can, is starting to get there. I think with the Zelda Storm Runner maybe as another spell slinger type deck. Um, and then I've been thinking of Frog Tribal with Urg Spawn of Turg. Maybe combine it with Uzis. Maybe combine it with Lurgorfs. Um, so you know we'll see what, where I end up with those. Um, in any case, I think the MVP of the set is clearly going to be Plaza of Heroes, um, just because it goes in most uh, commander decks. I can definitely find spaces for it. And then the the, the honorable mention also to the Painland Ally Caller reprints, um, just because we definitely needed those uh, to come down in price a little bit. So yeah, this episode a little bit later than I expected. Uh, I'm you know again I'm going to be playing the I'm I'm just happy to be back playing limited at this point. Um, and you know I also got some games and with some friends for the first time in a while in person, which is nice. So hopefully I can do that a little bit more often. Finally get through all my decks and actually give them a playthrough. Um, but in any case, uh, this podcast is coming to the resolution. Let me know what you think of my deck additions. Are there any cards that I missed that you think I should be including? Uh, what decks are you interested in building from Dominator United, be it EDH or other formats? Let me know on Twitter at Ather. Vortex Pod or via email at into the ether vortex at dean.com or on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and you leave a review on any of those podcast stores, it would be really helpful. Link in the show notes. Architect with my decklist is linked in the user boy under the username Ninja Boy Boy than I. Intro and outro music is provided by Kevin Blackliad. His stuff is incompetent for music IO. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, uh, next ne- next episode, we're going to be talking about my play experience with Domino United. Hopefully, I can get my win rate up and limited, um, as well as the store championship. Um, also, Infinity will have come out by the time next episode comes out so i'll be maybe talking about my thoughts on infinity i'm just preview i'm not super jazzed on the uh super jazzed on the sticker mechanic but maybe there's something else in there i just i really do miss the silver silver border actually so we'll see maybe i'll make like a silver border uh commander maybe like a a, a silver set commander um you know at some point um and then yeah and then also warhammer 40k is coming out just you know there are a lot of cards here that i kind of could see going into commander decks but uh, i'm probably just going to keep those alone as a battle box basically um without any changes because the flavor is so strong so in any case until then may your lands be plentiful but not too plentiful past turn (laughs) 